for Act on Earthlets. My name is Conrad alongside my friend Fox, and this is the 125th episode of Space Spinner 2000. The podcast. Real good. Oh, geez. The podcast where two Americans try to make sense of the UK Zone Galaxy's greatest comic, 2000 AD, one month of progs at a time. This episode, we're covering 2000 AD for January 1985. Progs oh. 399 to 402. This, this is t- a bad choice. It's crazy. It's good. It's good. It's good progs. Maybe not good times for Fox to be recording podcasts, but that's another story. No, it's great fucking progs. <laughs> Top of That's all I got to say. Yeah. Um, so this time, the ABC Warriors reunite. The Hell Trekkers cross the Mississippi. The Stainless Steel Rats hold a campaign rally. And Dread and the Mutant see eye to eye. Or maybe not. It really hurts. <laughs> Listen, I like know what I'm doing here, man. Um, anyhow, uh, <laughs> if you want decisive elections ending in a disaster. Oh, geez. Uh, if you want to, I'll say if you want to read along with this, you'll find the comics are covering today in Judge Dredd: Complete Case Files Eight, Rogue Trooper: Tales of New Earth Two, The Complete Ace Trucking Two, Nemesis: The Warlock Book One, The Stainless Steel Rat Collection, and of course you can find Hell Trekkers collecting the Judge Dredd magazine issues two eighteen to two twenty three, and our one future shock is in the best of future shocks. I keep forgetting that the Stainless Steel Rat has a collection, and that's fucking excellent. Yeah, I'm it's good. Buy that. Hey, worth your time for sure. I think I think they're just on the digital one on the 2080 store, but I could be wrong about that uh, for sure. I mean, I don't need something hardcover if I can have it live in perpetuity in, on the internet. That's right. And speaking of uh, advanced science fiction thievery, it's uh, oh. through one the stainless steel rat runs for president. Did I ever mention how much I love Carlos Escara drawing anything? I mean, I feel like it comes up now and then, to be honest. Um, I love how he draws wrinkly, evil uh, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd say that, yeah, the way he draws, like, a, a Zapolote is really great in this comic. Um, and yeah, I mean, he is, like, 300 years old, and he makes him look 300 years old. He puts a lot of wear on the character, and I feel like that works both when you're doing... Like, uh, evil space dictators, or when you're doing, like, evil space mutants, you know, it's just good Ascara stuff. Or, uh, evil, mm-hmm. like, uh, apocalypse bent, um, Sov, uh, you know? Oh, man. So, uh, script robot for stainless steel rat room for president is Kelvin Gosnell, with a book by Harry Harrison, of course. Art robot colors Ascara, letting robot Jack Potter. Um, so the brutal repressive president Zapatole, sorry, Zapatole of, uh, Periaso Aki is cracking down on dissidents as slippery Jim Degrees is let into the side door of the estate of a nobleman. Just, just in case you were wondering how evil he is, it's his giant head, uh, cut across a man going through what I think is just the tread of a tank while people get yep. shot and burned to death at the same time, which Definitely. just seems like overkill. Good, uh, good oppressive state montage stuff here. Um, Beautiful. <laughs> we, uh, uh, J- Jim uses the noble semaphore system to contact his family. The nobleman <laughs> offers to aid his cause and will let Jim blend in with a tourist group that, uh, when one visits his escape, his estate to let him escape. This guy really wanted to kill that guy. Just that pulls out the yeah. I will kill him. Yeah. Jim's like, hey, listen, like, there's no reason to like kill people. We can just sort of work things. Out. Like I, I can just sort of sneak around. I'm sneaky. Um, <laughs> he uh, he swaps clothes with some dude and he uh, sort of heads his way out. 
Um, later he meets his, you know, blending and stuff like that. Later he meets with his, uh, he goes to meet his revolutionary contact, Jorge, only to see Jorge being dragged out by the guards. Oh, Jim God, some, and then Judo cracks him in the face with a chop. Yeah, well, he does some quick drunken boxing, like pretending to be drunk and then beating guys up, basically. Um, <laughs> they then hijack a tourist helicopter to get back to the castle. Back there, it appears Angelina's been doing some research, finding. Oh, my God. She's found this ancient book. <laughs> Called How to Rig Elections by Sam Fox, which, Mad um, respect. yeah, I tried to look up to see if this is a real book, Fox, and you'll be interested to know that here in uh, North America in the year 2018, the word rigged elections and Fox brings up a whole different cloud of search results than it might have in like 2014. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I might be on a list now also. But anyhow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I looked up Area 51 today. I think we're all pretty equal. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> anyhow, this election's in the bag, uh, Fox. Cheers to Sam Fox and President Zabalote, because yes. they're both going to help them win. <laughs> I'm going to write a book called How to Rig Elections. <laughs> Do it. Publish it in the future, buddy. It's time. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> First name's not Sam. I could, I could make that work, pal. It's... I feel like I've heard worse pen names than, you know, just like Sam Fox. <laughs> it's because I'm a real patriot. I'm, I'm Uncle Sam Fox. How to rig elections. Okay, anyway. So we're getting away yeah. in airplanes. Yeah. So uh, Jim has a plan. They'll help Zapatole rig the election and make it the most rigged election ever, which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, a few days and a lot of planning later, the family piles into a couple of helicopters to head out. There's a massive aerial dogfight in the sky. Sure, they why make not? it through. Much to Jim's dismay, they're forced to uh, kill a couple enemy pilots and stuff. It's basically them or, you know, Dude, us or they them. They were going to kill his kid. And so he's just like, nope. Yeah, he's like, I got to cross, cross that line. Um, they arrive at the Capitol for a big parade and rally, and when the police tries to stop them, Angelina makes the, uh, takes out most of them with sleeping gas, campaign badges, and disarms the rest, which is pretty cool. It's, it's really great. Uh, I love this whole sequence of just, like, she's going around in the background, like, here's a badge, I have a badge, and you're like, what the fuck's going on? And suddenly, sleep gas! <laughs> Yes, <laughs> is always the best kind of surprise. Totally. Uh, the parade continues. Things go bad as there's a sniper on a rooftop that gets Jim in his sights and opens fire. I think we got a thing to deal with this, right? Like yeah. Some kind. I mean, it's a specific thing that works because Jim's got a force field all around the presidential limo. I mean, it'd be idiotic not to, right? Um, <laughs> it's like a it's like a pope bubble, but you can't see it. Yeah, invisible pope bubble. It slows down the bullet. He's able to like just pluck it out of the air, basically. Um, and then Angelina is able to quickly confront the assassin and kick him out the window, where he too is saved by the car's force field. It like breaks his fall, basically. Hot and awesome Angelina kicked the dude out of a goddamn window. Good times. At the stadium, the rally begins. The local cops have been frightened away because at least one of them has been uh, stripped naked and tied up. And just sort of been made the object of fun by the local townsfolks. And then instead of getting giving a rousing speech, he just has like an emotional like manipulator just built into the stadium. 
I mean, I'm sure his, I'm sure his speech is fine. It's just helped by the fact they're giving everybody free booze, and then he's got a bunch of uh, subsonic emotional manipulators that he can press a button and bring about people's emotions. I like that <laughs> there's anger, depression, and happy, but he never presses the depression button. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, those are that's less fun when you're looking at the rally, you know, <laughs> like that's whatever fair. else. I, I'm just saying the technicians could have had like a better spectrum. It's true. Um, you know, you only need so many emotions for rallies. That's what I think, you know. Um, <laughs> I would have had, like, the rabid uh, riot button or something, just in case. No, that's just bad. That's bad press. You don't want to accidentally press that one. You know, so the rally goes good, but one rally isn't enough to sway a planet, so it's time to go to step two. Or maybe this is step three. I don't know. But um, time to go to the Profit next. comes in somewhere. Yeah, next step. The DeGriz family rides in an ambulance to a spaceship that's about to take off, and they hijack it using that uh, gas that makes you act like a dog that we've seen in previous uh, stainless steel rat stories. Yes, it's so excellent. Everybody's a dog. That's right. Oh, you've been infected. Get on the get on your knees and bark like a dog. Um, It's also also Angelina, very nice nurse outfit. I feel like we all got to take a minute for that. Um, I mean, we all did. God. Just everything he draws her in is just so spectacular. God, Space Spinner 2000's been so skeezy recently. Anyway, um... I mean, we can't can't help but comment on what we're given, man. Indeed. uh, The ship is taken over and the DeGriz family travels into orbit where they sort of travel through outer space around the planet, swapping out key parts of all the planet's communication satellites. Soon they're in control, but not before a couple nuclear missiles are headed their way. Only fair. They try to dodge, but it's no good, and soon the whole family is crashing to the planet at Mach 2223. I mean, how are we going to deal with this? My son is the best pilot ever, but he doesn't know how to deal with things from the future, so I gotta give him a past solution. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah, he's so far in the future, he doesn't remember the past solution, which is that this plane actually has wings, and they could, like, glide to safety. It's weird. Hey, it, why not? Yeah. It actually works, and the, the Gris family is able to land on the highway into the capital. Unfortunately, a giant spaceship crashing down on a major highway is pretty noticeable, and so they get attacked by Zapatole, uh, <laughs> Zapalote's goons, and the rats return fire. Eventually, Jim, uh, Slippery Jim pops a smoke grenade, and they all scatter. They meet back at the castle of the Duke, who's like, you know, the, the vice president candidate and stuff. Um, it's pretty funny because Jim comes rolling in on like a burrow, but <laughs> Angelina shows up in the tank that was giving them problems when they split in the first place, which is really I mean, pretty of great. Course. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it turns out that, uh, one of the boys, a uh, Bolivar has not returned and it's confirmed that he is in jail. Well, I mean, that's not going to stand when you're definitely running for super president. I mean, you know, you got to take care of your kids first so jim puts a plan into action he takes a shower takes some painkillers gets some polymer splayed on it sprayed on his ribs and some special stuff painted on his nails and he turns himself in to zapatole who seems pretty happy about all that stuff now like he, it, yeah. yeah yeah now he will not only lose the election but his life very slowly He's, uh, in case you're wondering, kind of, he's probably evil. Yep. Next time, Rat on the Rack. Oh, man. I wonder if he will be on a rack at some point. I mean, probably not. Just does make sense. Maybe, like, 
Maybe like they're just gonna make them really wet and then have to like dry them out, so they'll put them on a drying rack <laughs> or something. That feels yeah, right. You think so? Yeah. Man, oh man, this I This is fun stuff though, yeah. Rat. Yeah, man, it's so great. I love um I love it when I mean I guess it wasn't true for four oh one and four oh two, but I love that stainless steel rat has been starting out uh the progs because mm-hmm. it's just a real good opener for just like laughs and fun and just like, yeah, I'm into this only to end in like depressing misery and death. Well, like, uh, or more just like fun cliffhangers, I guess. Yeah. Like I agree that, you know, every time we've talked about the stainless steel rat and all the previous versions too, we've always just talked about how it's just kind of this like fun, breezy story of like with a lot of action and like humor and stuff. Um, you know, one thing I think is interesting with this one is that we're doing this real long-term plan. Like they sort of like, they sort of figure out what they're going to do in like 399. And then mm. we, you know, we don't really know the details of the plan of like, you know, what it means that, that, uh, Zapatola is going to help them win the election and stuff. You know, that they're, they're sort of ho- keeping that close to the vest. So I think it's going to be fun to, uh, to see how the plan you, actually works out. Do you, you think know? that's good or bad? Um, for the comic. I mean, I think it's good. I think it's a good way to tell a story of just having this, like, you know, there. I think it's good to know there is a plan and then wait till the end to kind of reveal it all. I mean, that's a very, like, sort of, like, heist or con uh, movie kind of kind of story. Like, you know, like, like, oh, like I always think of, like, Ocean's Eleven or something where you don't really know the exact details of all the stuff they're doing, like, like why they're doing all that stuff until the very end when it all comes together, you know? Take I a like, page, Slade. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, it's maybe a different, a little different with Sam Slade, where there's sort of sure. like, like I, where it's different yeah. when it's when it's a when it's a detective who is trying to solve a case as opposed to a criminal who is sort of doing a crime, I guess. Like, well, you kind of yes. like it's no like if basically the I feel like the way you you have to tell these stories is you have to either lay the plan out in detail first and then things are going to go terribly wrong and you have to do a different plan or you don't tell people the plan and then the reader sort of sees it sees the plan coming into focus as it's being carried out basically I guess I guess like the reason I asked the question is that like as you're you're kind of doing this prog by prog right like a yeah. good cliffhanger is that you're you're bought in yeah. To something that happened sort of previously. Mm-hmm. And my my big thing about like other funny um uh you know thrills mm-hmm. at least like in recent memory, like why I love stainless steel rat is in fact because you're not told everything, which is what yeah. makes it just like a fun slide with a bunch of twists and turns you're like oh there's a twist coming up but it's gonna i don't know how fun it's gonna be right oh this one was really fun even if it was really short or whoa that was a loop-de-loop or some shit and then you finally splash down into a pool and you're like god i can't wait to like climb up and wait in line and go down that that water slide again (laughs) um when the when the next sort of stainless steel rat comes out right like that's yeah. what I want to look forward to in a fun prog and and or in a fun thrill, and this is this is kind of exactly that. Sure, um, absolutely. I I I believe you said this is the last, right? Like we're not going to have any more. Yeah, this is the, this is the last uh, thrill for the stainless steel Raptors. Yeah, they do three, so this is the final which, one, which I'm pretty okay with. You know, um, yeah, I think like that's yeah. that's at that point where it's like, hey, you know, comedy comes in threes, kind of thing. Definitely, you know, just let it just let it play itself out and. Uh, Man, I'm just enjoying this slide so much. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I, I, I will say, and I've, I mean, and we've said this before, but if you like this comic, 
then you might then you should check out the books too because they're written in a very yes. similar format and stuff like that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And anyhow, speaking of uh, exciting tales from from the past, Fox. Oh my God! It's thrill to Nemesis the Warlock. The twist. The twist. Yeah, it's good. Uh, so, script wrote by Pat Mills, art wrote by Brian Talbot, and Mick McMahon guest starring uh, and letting robot uh, Steve Potter. Sorry, I, I, I should say Mick McMahon and Kev O'Neill. Just a lot of old timers here. Laura! Yeah. Laura! <laughs> yeah, we start with a rerun of the origin of ABC Warrior Mongrel from uh, Prog 121, aka episode 36, with art mm-hmm. from, for, from Mick McMahon. Then we shift to the present day, the planet Mecca, the free robots world. There, Which ain't really all that free, it seems like. It's, well, yeah, it seems like it's free because the robots are kind of able to own themselves. But other than that, they do kind of live a life of sad poverty. Um, we it's horrible. See, Mong- um, Mongrel is there fighting on in a death circus known only as the Gawk. Um, Which really, come on. Apparently yeah. it likes doing that, I guess. Yeah, it seems like it's basically robot pro wrestling because he's fighting this kind of droid called like Spartacus. And he's very much there to lose to Spartacus, you know. Until mm-hmm. at least Nemesis cuts in and tries to recruit him. But it's no good, especially when Nemesis tries to bait him with the memory of Lara. And that makes Mongo go kill crazy. A lot of kill Which crazy he, in Nemesis this month, I, by the way. I'm pretty okay with that. Like... He, the way he convinces him is he just knows all of this old knowledge about him. Yeah. And that uh, that kill crazy kind of makes all of them okay to escape. Definitely. Yeah, eventually Mongrel does agree to sign off and they're off and they're off after Black Blood and it looks like Black Blood's gotten some plastic surgery and is living as a mob boss here in Mecca, married to exotic dancer Ruby Yum Yum Gluck. <laughs> Making uh, some kind of commentary about video games being completely addictive, which mm. was kind of weird. Yeah, get out of here, buddy. Um, he's unwilling to join until Nemesis does something scary to convince him, which we don't see. Um, Blackblood puts on his hat and joins up, and Ruby takes over as crime boss. And then we end here with more <laughs> Mick McMahon doing the rundown of the war crimes of General Blackblood with the straw dogs and all that stuff. Turns out he's not a good guy. Or wasn't, isn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next part. Oh, then. Then there's more then. awesome ABC fact files, including the shooting abilities of Joe Pineapples. The on, best one. Yeah. On Mecca, Joe has become an undercover cop on the hunt for a human serial killer posing as a robot. He's in a a huge poker game against a bunch of robot crooks. He's about to get his man when his girlfriend, Aphrodite Von Boo, blows his cover. Oh, it's gunfight time! I, I love, like, the cuts where it's like, is this the robot that looks like a person? Is it this robot that looks like a person? Is it this robot that looks kind of like a person with four eyes? Or is mm-hmm. it the robot that looks overly robotic? <laughs> mm. I think it's the overly robot one, right? <laughs> um, I mean, it's the one that flies away and doesn't have legs. That's right. Yeah, the robot flies off on his head helicopter. As Aphrodite pleads with him not to, Joe assembles his Magnum 3000 sniper rifle and takes oh. aim. 
Like he and, says, and he, I mean, he doesn't say that, but no. it is definitely a null and void situation. He doesn't need a social programmer, lady. He needs an undertaker. <laughs> that Nemesis, dude straight up dies. Yeah, shoots that guy for the brain. Nemesis arrives and offers <laughs> Joe a chance to kill more meatheads, and he happily I mean, agrees. Yeah. yeah, he's just I it, like despite like the the like. Uh, Fembot being like, no, don't do it. We can not do that. And he's like, no, nah, I'm gonna. He knows his. Uh, he knows what he. Do- he knows what he does best, and it's shoot people in the head. So he gives Aphrodite his badge from his undercover cop thing. He's going back to killing full time. Um, hey, sure, why not? Yeah, the warriors are mostly reassembled. Black Blood and Hammerstein are arguing as normal when Nemesis appears, and the crew's like, hey, but what about Deadlock? Right? Yeah, oh, Deadlock's in the thing. My. Oh my god. And oh my that's god. that's when Nemesis drops the bomb, which is that I am Deadlock. How is that even possible? He was born on his hell planet. Yeah, he's not a robot. <laughs> but it seems like after Mars, Deadlock studied the dark arts in earnest. He sort of you know, the uh the uh, Knights Marshall became like Lotus Eaters that, you know, weren't about all this dark magic anymore and stuff like that. Yeah. So eventually the two of them met and and they became one in some sort of dark mystic ritual for I am Nemesis, I am Chaos, I am Deadlock, I am the Warlock, the shaper of things to come, the Lord of the Flies, holder of the sword sinister, the Deathbringer, I am all these things and more. The ABC Warriors are back. Spread the word. It really feels like something exactly Deadlock would say. It's very, very on, very on point. Uh, absolutely. And then we end with uh, a, I've been ABC Warriors aficionado because I've read the historical documents behind the ABC Warriors, and I could tell you that that's pretty Deadlock. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> we end this. Speaking of historical files, I suppose with a Kev O'Neill-based uh, fact file of Deadlock on his hover bike and the Knights Marshal and stuff. It's very nice. I love just these. It's yeah, it's all these parts that are cut out from just sort of the previous issues and rerun here, sort of with the original art and stuff. It's good throwback these these old days, you know. It's good for the kids who don't who can't get like a hundred and fourteen back issues, like someone claims in like the first prog or something. Yeah, man. All these back issues. I can't stress that all of these things are uh, two are like two hundred and eighty um, progs before from where we are right now. Yeah, freak, even freak if, out. <laughs> got a hundred progs of uh, uh, yeah back issue. You wouldn't even hit the ABC Warriors. <laughs> no way. Uh, so the war in space is going poorly for the Goths. The termite fleet easily destroys all their space bases. As, Which is real fucked. Yeah, and the invasion of the homeworld itself begins. Uh, at the vanguard is Mechquake being dropped in by Parachute. Oh, man, this whole situation. Big Just, jobs. I So, yeah. hold up. So oh, it's like, sir, I'm picking up a signal from the invaders. What the hell is it? Yeah. It's two words uh, come over on, and over, over again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It sounds like big jobs. And you just Big see jobs. And you just see Mechwake falling from the sky with like four parachutes attached to him, <laughs> screaming "Big jobs!" as he begins to waylay to to uh, to space London as, the, uh, as a as a giant uh, brick uh, moon smashes into their <laughs> yeah. 
the uh, the the Terminators ki- uh, sing their their murder song, which I forgot to write down this time, but it's per- is the same as last time, pretty much. Um, <laughs> much for the deviant, the claw, the tentacle, and the claw. Yeah, the scaly skin, the bug guys, the, the cloven hoof and paw. Exactly. <laughs> Something so, evil. Yeah. So on the planet, the ABC Warriors fight a desperate battle against the Terminators, but it's kind of a lost cause. They're waiting for Cabal reinforcements. The Cabal, the big union of aliens that um, Nemesis against the termites that Nemesis is the leader of. This feels um, like weirdly rushed, right? We sort of jump in. Like, there's definitely like. You we just spent, got the ABC Warriors together, you know what I mean? It's an interesting thing that we do see, like, man, I thought there was gonna be I thought we were gonna have one prog one prog per member of the ABC Warriors we were pulling in. Instead yeah. we got two per, you know? Yeah. And we don't see them do any word spreading before we just jumped them fighting a losing battle on um on the Gothic homeworld, you know? But what exactly. what what can be done? You know, there's a lot going on with these stories. Um, of course, like, like that doesn't. I, I'm not just. That's not to say that it's bad. I just. I was just hoping for more before you know four or two. I mean, I'll say that. Listen, man, we're gonna have more Nemesis the Warlock this year. More Nemesis with the ABC Warriors. It's all coming on. Um, all right. Spread the word. Yeah. So, um, Purity Brown comes to, uh, join them. You know, Purity's been, Nemesis is like a human henchman for a long time. Boo. Like, on and off boo. Yeah, semi-boo. Definitely boo before we learned that he had a wife and stuff like that, I think. Yeah, that was like, I mean, he landed in her apartment and she was getting sexy on top of his fucking... That's right. You know, thing. And I was like... Spent some time in the car. But so, yeah, so basically... She's supposed to. She's hopefully showing up with news of reinforcement. All she's got is bad news. Um, <laughs> the cabal sees the goths as imperious pseudo humans. Do they aren't worth the risk of helping them? Like, Which, you know, really? Come on, cabal. Like everybody's an ally. No, no, side. man, no, man. Come on, goths. Like maybe you should don't spend your time aping these humans all these times because they won't eventually turn on you. Like maybe you don't spend all your time dressing up like a scorpion. You'll be less surprised when the scorpion finally stings you, bro. Um. I guess I, I'm just <laughs> saying that I feel for these guys. I like their empire. I think they got yeah. fucked. And yeah, you, know you, great you like it. You, you, know, you like it because they're just aliens aping ancient human ways, buddy. You got to look <sighs> through, get through your colonialist viewpoint, dude. Um, I just like their gun that shoots messages to each other. All right, yeah. that's all. Imperialist. Um, Purity oh, also wow. has more bad news, which is that Shira and Toth are dead, killed by Terminators. <laughs> And, you know, you say that to a guy, and then I guess he just goes, like, maybe crazy enough to just go on a suicide mission. Yeah, super kill crazy, buddy. Uh, Nemesis starts lashing out. He's killing tons of dudes. He'll turn Earth into a charnel house and just genocide humans once and for all. It's an interesting thing because some of the warriors are super down with this, like Black Blood and Joe Pineapples. Others are less stoked, like uh, Hammerstein, Rojaws, and Purity Brown herself, uh, being a human, not stoked to be gen- uh, genocided. Um, yeah. <laughs> we do briefly here check in with Thoth, who is currently hiding on Earth as a fake baby. Nemesis oh, he's heads. Plan of revenge. <laughs> he's got a plan, absolutely. Nemesis heads the Blitzspear and leads a solo mission to Torquemada's ship, the Conquistador. He's quickly captured and brought to Torquemada's throne room, where he challenges Torquemada to single combat. Unfortunately, Torquemada is not a dummy, and so he refuses. Uh, 
Plus, and, he's in super body. He ain't going to risk that. Yeah. Nemesis is tortured in various ways, seems to give in very easily. Nemes- uh, he's forced to run a gauntlet of Terminators, and at the end of it, Torquemada raises his mighty blade and beheads him, holding up the head of the warlock. Nemesis is no more. Torquemada has won. Next Prague, question mark, question mark, question mark? I mean, I'm going to just call it now. That probably definitely wasn't. Nemesis, when you have something called Nemesis the Warlock, he's probably not just going to die. Oh, you think he might have used Trixie Magic, Fox? (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to say he used Trixie Magic, but I mean, it's in the name, so he probably used Trixie Magic. Yeah, I'm saying it. For sure. Fun I'm, st- I'm, on, I'm on the side of Conrad. Yeah. Man, I love these. I love this story. I love Nemesis. This is good stuff. I love the ABC Warriors reuniting. All these battle <sighs> scenes are real cool. The space ones, the on the land ones. You know, even if they don't really show Mech Quick like plowing through cities, I love just the implication of that. So good. So good. And then I the set. Have- oh, please. Oh, I was going to say. And then, and then the sad Nemesis at the end is really the cherry on top. Oh yeah, no. I so I have nothing bad to say about Nemesis, other than what like anyone could say, which is I really miss Kev O'Neill's like Illuminary pages. Mm, yeah, that's fair. Like, yeah, like that's the only honest thing that I miss. But what I will say is that every artist that's taken up Nemesis in one way or another really captures a lot of that intensity. Yeah. Right. And even even when you're looking at things like uh, close-ups of people holding a weird dragon baby or <laughs> giant spaceships that look like guts flying yeah. through space, right? Like everything is is like there are specific things that are very detailed, and there's specific things that aren't. Mm-hmm. And the things that aren't aren't what's supposed to draw your eye. Mm. And that's that's I think very interesting. Like. A close-up of Nemesis that's just, like, the, a profile of his face or something is less important on the page than the overly detailed super spaceship in 4 yeah. I mean, it's definitely just like, you know, they're trying to make sure that everything is as intricate and beautiful as it can be. And I feel like it really does a, a strong job of that, you know. And, yeah, I agree. Like it's, you know, It's like, inspiration from the original, man. Like, yeah. I'm getting inspired. Yeah, I mean, if O'Neill sort of set the pace, I feel like both Talbot here and Redondo in book two did a lot to sort of carry it on and sort of establish a standard for it and stuff, for sure. And it, and it feels right, given the ABC Warrior roots that we're going through, you know what I mean? Definitely. And hey, speaking of uh, Trixie Magic Fox, oh, <laughs> it's Thrill 3, Judge Dredd. Hey, did you think it was that guy again? Well- Totally right. It's that guy again. Yeah. Uh, script robot John Wagner and Alan Grant as T.B. Grover. Art robots Stephen Dillon, Ian Gibson, and Ron Smith. Letting robot Tom Frank. So, uh... I guess, I guess it wasn't really that guy again. It's like kind of that guy again. Clone guy, yeah. Dredd and Anderson are riding through the evil blackness of the future under control of the mutant, traveling through an army of terrifying wraiths. They can't hurt them, but we see Anderson weep under the psychic oh. strain of all the death and suffering of this world. And yeah, we'll cuddle. Yeah. <laughs> Up ahead, they come under attack from giant lizard monsters. Dredd's bike gets smashed and their guns don't have oh, a ton God. of effect on them. We see Dredd... Yeah, we see Dredd climb behind Anderson. The two of them keep fighting. If we can't go round, we'll have to go through. Which, I mean, okay, so he's already driven his bike kind of towards one, and it didn't do anything. And then she just drives her bike through one. Like, it explodes. Straight through. It just pops. (laughs) So this thing doesn't need to just shoot. It could just, like, 
go through a guy. I mean, it's pretty powerful. The problem is that when they blast through one of them, they keep fighting. One of the beasts gets too close and takes a pair of claws. And Dread takes a pair of claws to the eyeballs. They're gone. And it's really, it's the grossest close-up in color you it's could probably ever see without pretty good. Yeah, blinded, dread, real uh, good. It's uh. so his eyes are all goopy, but you don't see what happened. Because it will, yeah. you still because it's still mostly just holes going into his helmet, so you don't get a good look at like his uh, eye sockets or anything like that. It's a good balancing it's act really here. Horrible. Yeah, he is screaming my eyes. However, definitely does. Yeah. The street starts to give way and melts around them. The two judges are separated, and Anderson is drawn downstream on the current of melted ground. Soon the earth re-solidifies, and Dredd is left alone, blind in this hellscape. But he feels a presence! The mutant! Oh my god. The da- mutant. I don't see you. Where are you? I'm gonna shoot at you. That's right. The mutant taunts Dredd, saying that he wants to torment him and make him squirm. Dredd tries to shoot, but of course the mutant isn't really there. He's where hell burns. Taking the clue, Dredd follows a huge wall of flames before him, moving ever closer to the heart of the mutant. Which, not unlike Nemesis, I guess he just goes through a gauntlet of pain. Yeah, totally. Yeah, So Ian Gibson, I should say, both last one and this one has taken over on art. Um... Dread, eyeless but unbowed, fights his way through this burning hellscape. His uniform seems to melt as he goes. Suddenly he finds himself on a cold slab in the heart of the Hall of Justice where the mutant waits on the throne of the chief judge. He reveals his identity. Owen Chrysler, the judge child! I kind of... Yeah, well, it seems that the uh, robot lord Grunt, the Grunwalder, had cloned Chrysler before he was blown up at the end of the Destiny's Angels stories. But there was something wrong with that clone because it became an ultra-powerful gross monster that eventually, of course, returned to Mega City 1 for revenge. Uh, Judge Faye's prediction was close, but no cigar. 88.8% accuracy. Yeah, it gets you the details sometimes. Still, Dredd thinks... If all that is true, then the mutant can still be beaten. Just want to say, shout out to the Grunwalder as one of my favorite robots. He's a, like a robot king. Yeah, I like how um, we've mostly seen Ron Smith drawn, but I actually really like um, Ian Gibson's version of him too. He's got kind of like fucking a, strong agree, like a black head with like kind of like a face floating in the middle of it and stuff. It looks cool. Yes. It looks cool being threatened by the reborn mutant and stuff like that, like 100%. So uh, Ron Smith's on art now, and will this mutant kill Dredd? Nah, buddy. He's leaving that to his enforcer, Zombie Judge Dredd. Who's um, <laughs> still around. Yeah. Uh, turns out, I just like, I like how he's like, how you, you made me into a vampire? He's like, nah, man, when I got here, I just like, I was so mad, I just killed you. And then it was like, ah, fuck. I yeah, it was a mistake. He want, yeah, he wanted he wanted to savor it, you know? But it's one of those things where, like, you spend all year, like, waiting to eat, like, uh, like, like that one thing at, on Christmas Day, and you get they it. just consume the fuck out of yeah, it. Yeah, and you're like, oh, like, I wish I had spent some time savoring it or whatever. And so, you know, if you don't have seconds, then you're in bad times. But that's why Conrad always has seconds, all right? Dude, that's why you should 
always have seconds. More of that holiday meat pie that my family makes. Anyhow. Oh God. <laughs> mold wine. I guess that yeah. comes as no surprise to anybody, though. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man. Uh, we're going to make Dread squirm by making him be hunted to death by uh, Psychic Dread. Or by Zombie Dread, I should say. He even gives Dread a psychic head start, reuniting him with Anderson. Oh, giving him quote-unquote eyes by throwing him at Anderson. Exactly. The two of them reunite and uh, tearfully give each other updates and stuff, and they saddle up and get moving. She gets gets kind of humanized. She's like, look, I was going to take off. Like, I was going to leave, and I couldn't. Yeah, she felt bad about having lost Dread, so that she came back back to find him, and now she has. It's good times. And then zombie Dread attacks! Um, Oh my god, just keep driving. Yeah, Anderson gets hit in the leg. But uh, she shoots Zombie Dread down with her bike can. But he just he just gets back up, buddy. It's a tough nut, hard to crack. Yeah, zombies are rough. Yeah, they try to escape, and the bullet-ridden Zombie Dread shoots the engine of Anderson's Lawmaster, destroying it. Next time, escape from Mega City. Snap! Uh, great Dread. Just real. Great dread. Real fun stuff. I love all, you know, you know there's so much uh, mind-bending stuff here in the psychic part. You know, just when um, ah, the so opening funny. part, when Steve Dillon draws those um, weird ghouls moving through places. That's real terrifying. And then and just like... Just like feeling how yeah. sad ghouls are because Cassandra's amazing and beautiful and everyone loves her and she's great. I mm-hmm. hate anyone who hates her. I don't know who would. And then, but then like also Gibson just drawing like the trippy like world melting around them and stuff like yes. that. That's also very cool. I was horrified by Dread losing his eyes. Like it Definitely. grossed me the fuck out and then oh. he had to just deal with that. Yeah. Actually, I loved all of uh, Prague 400. You know, just mm-hmm. like the way it was drawn was yeah. absolutely stunning. I mean, obviously, it's this is a this is a man who uh, uh, did the art for um, he had Robo Hunter and and Halo Jones, of course. Halo Jones, that's what I'm yes. saying. So, it, like Ian Gibson, and it, it gives off that kind of Halo Jonesy vibe. Like mm-hmm. he just came off of that. It, it definitely feels like he's yeah. brought in that inspiration. This sort of a um, emotion in the characters and stuff. Yes. Like that. Which is what you lose your eyes and then are also losing your partner, you know? Yeah. And you're reconnecting with this other thing. Like, it just feels so striking, like, in between each. Um, but it was just super, like, I was about to say fun. It's not fun. It's horrific. No, but it, violent. it pulls you in, you know? And I'll, yeah. I'll let you know, Fox, actually, this is a long-term problem for, jo- for, for Joseph Dredd. Um, he's going to get cyber eyes when he comes back. But... <gasps> Like, this is a long-term problem that Joseph Dredd has and something that we've, that, like, if there's ever a situation, you know, you got to talk about it. Like, well, how are your cyber eyes doing with this and stuff like that? You know what I mean? It's a long-term oh battle God. scar for Judge Dredd. That's awesome. That's so great. What great world building, guys. Like, you know. I will forget this by the time they start talking about it and then talk about how awesome it is for world building. So, yeah. Just bookmark that for me saying that I said it before I forgot it. Fair enough. Oh, man. And speaking of saving things for later, Fox, it's non-thrills, covers, and nerve center. Uh, Prague 399, Mongrel Smush. It's Warlock vs. Robot by Brian Talbot. My favorite thing. It was made in 1985. <laughs> I feel like it was made in 1985 now, actually. Now well, not, because he has it right on the, right on the shoulder of... Oh, uh, that's right. Well, 
<laughs> well, I guess they had to make it ahead. They had, they, they had to make it ahead of time exactly. for production on January eighty-five, exactly. right? Yeah. So uh, at the top here, there's a bunch of letters: A, B, C, K, O, B, E, M, Snafu. Okay, which is a <laughs> atomic bacterial chemical knockout British British Empire uh, metal situation. Normal, all fucked up. Correct. I think so. Probably. <laughs> Or sorry, all correct, because I learned like the weird backstory of what OK actually stands for that I want to get into here. Uh, really? Yeah. It's a it's a joke about uh Bumpkins spelling the word all correct as um being abbreviated to O and K. But whatever. Oh. <laughs> um so in the nerve center, Breaker Tharg, Break Dancing, awesome. discusses both the fact files for the ABC Warriors and things to come in, or, and the things to come in 1985 article. There's a picture of the bearded cop ZZ cop, or bearded That's judge. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, good times. There's a request for a Hammerstein cutout, information on stainless steel rat boots, a quick teaser for Slain, also for the incoming Dune promotion. Ooh, um, yeah, yeah, the Prague. Yeah, totally. The Prague ends with a recent dog food contest winners with a picture uh, of Toby from Halo Jones. And uh, then there's what's new in 1985 on the back cover, which includes uh, the Mega Plan being revealed in 403, the return of Rogue Trooper and the Regene Chips in 401, 2000 AD's um, eighth anniversary. The return of Judge Death and Judge Anderson's solo strip in four in four sixteen, the return of Halo Jones in four oh five, Slain in four oh seven, and Strong Team Dog also in four sixteen. <laughs> Get stoked, buddy! I'm I'm already there. Yeah, you, I know you you look ready too. Okay, so uh, next up it's Prog four hundred, dude. Four hundred. Oh man, who'd have thought? Like you know all that all those many months ago that we. Get oh, finished God. with 400 progs. It's only 400. Answer, I it's would have so known because I always count on us to succeed. Um, anyhow. Oh, Conrad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Ascara draws this really cool helicopter fight on the cover. The rat bites back. <laughs> I mean, yeah, don't expect him to not shoot if you're going to try and shoot down his kids. Mm-mm. Uh, inside, uh, in the nerve center, the very Joe James Coburn-looking stainless steel Tharg mentions upcoming stuff, especially the uh, coming uh, UK publication of um, Judge Dread Monthly, which has been doing very, very well in the States. Sweet. Yeah, it should be cool. Um, and um, and uh, there's a picture of Nemesis, the padlock, <laughs> which is pretty silly. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Um, and a Kiltro Thargo nom for a kid programming a Dread video game. A mineral with a very strong team dog name and a complaint about strong team dog games not running on the VIC-20 computer. Hey, man, up your game. Get a good computer. That's what I say. <laughs> Dude, you gotta up that graphics card. Gotta increase the graphics on level three, you know? Uh, tighten up the graphics there, my friend. There we um, go. <laughs> Prog 401, here are my boys. Make them into men. Kem Kennedy depicts the Rogue Trooper reboot. The Nerve Center, Tharg the Thrill Sucker mentions both the new Rogue Trooper story starting and the free album and packet of Dune stickers that come with this comic if you live in uh, England. Um, you can buy more at your local uh, newsagent. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the uh, David Lynch uh, Dune 
movie because of its faults, Fox. Not not in spite of them. I like Wait, the that's crazy exactly stuff. Exactly why it's good. I like the crazy ass Baron Harkonnen. I like Sting being all naked and whatever. <sighs> um, You're never going to hear me say anything bad about David Lynch. Yeah, that's I like a- the dude with dude from twin peaks killing with his voice and stuff it's good times okay yeah actually just fyi if if you don't know david lynch but you have seen twin peaks and like it that's why you like david lynch yeah i mean i feel like if there's any group that's gonna have at least as cursory knowledge of david lynch stuff it's gonna be all like i feel like the venn diagrams of people who would be listening to this podcast and people who are at least aware of david lynch very basically a circle <laughs> he's just just such a fucking excellent filmmaker definitely just, yeah whoa there's a picture of a uh, robusters because apparently like it. like fox Bustin makes me feel good and uh, there's questions about <laughs> 2080's release date requests for more halo jones we'll have it starting next episode and a nice tharg poem mid prog there's an ad for two for judge dread monthly um which we talked about there's also a um Sorry, the uh, you know it, it was doing big in America, and they brought it into uh, into England now too. It's from all over the Progs um, monthly comic for sixty pence, and then this right. comic ends with the first half of the nineteen eighty five calendar, featuring the first six months of the year and the top halves of Dr. and Quinch. This calendar Best. was. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. This calendar was last usable in two thousand thirteen, and will be usable again in twenty nineteen. So not a long wait at all. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm there was going to use. There was way more of a gap for last for the last year because it was yeah. a leap year and all that stuff, you know. Leap year, yeah, terrible. get out of here. I think you're so fancy. Prog 402, Joe Dredd, meet Joe Dredd. It's zombie fighting time in this Brendan McCarthy cover. There's, There's never a bad time for a zombie fighting time. I mean, usually not. I'll, 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 I'll tend to agree, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's there's more Dune stickers this issue. No letters in the nerve center because it's all full of ads for these Dune stickers. Um, but there is the Mighty Trooper, a Rogue Thar uh, a combo. Tells about the stickers and to hide the fact that next issue the prog is going up to twenty four pence. Ooh, rough. Sorry, Earthlets. Real bad. We uh, finally will also finally hear about the Mega Plan, which is being teased for over a year. There's also a picture of Rogue Grabendonk. And this prog ends with a teaser for Mutants of Mega City 1, which is indeed the Mega Plan. Oh. Um, And it's also the second half of the 1985 calendar. Good times. It's a sexy half, really. Yeah, it's got the chainsaw and the guns and stuff. Always solid. That's right. And speaking of uh, violent hand-to-hand combat weapons, Fox. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. 304 Evil Blood Trucking. <laughs> the names have been crossed out a couple times, you see. Um, it's really good. Script robot Alan Grant and John Wagner's Grant Grover. Art robot Massimo Bello Dornelli. Letting robot Tony Jacob. So we're in the Cougaratch. Anytime. Yeah. Oh, man, that's anytime. right. Have we got to check on the mail uh, situation. Yeah, yeah. The Cougaratch system ace Garp comes aboard the old Pert Third, meets his buddy and employee, Fatty Arkel. Despite being assigned to run an easy mail job, Ace is shocked to find that um, Fatty's been losing money on the job. Get out of here, man. How can you be operating at a loss when this is literally the easiest thing you can get awarded? Yeah. Ace takes command of the old Pert and they boil away way just the speedo ghost under command of the evil pirate evil blood he's an evil evil pirate um arrives double evil because he's got that thing on his chest that makes him bad yeah skull face skull 
face chest tattoo. And he's found out Feeks attempts to revive GBH from death, and so that's real bad. Suddenly, though, it's the radio crackles to life because it's Ace yelling at his jerk of a former crew. He threatens him. Um, so, sorry, uh, you know, Blood uh, threatens him back, basically. He says that if Ace isn't aboard the uh, the Speedo Ghost in five minutes, Blood will kill um, at least Feek and, le- and re-kill GBH. Um, <laughs> and, you know, in a moment of Ace Garp, Ace Honesty, he's like, you know, I'll be there. Okay, yeah, I, don't want my, I don't want my buddies to die, man. So soon an Ace-shaped spacesuit flies across the void into the hold of the Speedo <laughs> Ghost. Evil Blood goes to meet it and promptly cuts off its head! Uh, oh my god, Cliffhanger turns out it's not him. Obviously a decoy. Actual Ace is making his way to the other side of the ship. He tries to make his plan, but finds his friends either knocked out or semi-dead, and Evil Blood is upon him! Oh, he starts getting the top of his carrot cut yeah, off. Yeah, it can only be settled by Blood, and uh, a- and Evil cuts off Ace's point! My point! Oh my god, it's not even that, but then his nub of a point gets cut off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good action here as Ace fights back and gets bigger and bigger pieces of his head cut off until suddenly GBH is back. Oh yeah. He, uh, Shiver me liver. He quickly sp- uh, smushes evil and the galactic cops take him away. With all that settled, Feek and GBH ask Ace to come back, not as pilot, but as full captain. The cooperative is over, and things are back to normal. Huzzah! Hooray! We're all under the horrible mismanagement of Ace Trucking. Yes. It's (laughs) real great. Yeah, so that's the end of Ace Trucking for now. It'll be back later in the year in Prague 428 in July. Oh, cool. Yay. I like that. Yeah, they're going on an exciting, happy journey. And speaking of the opposite of exciting, happy journeys, oh, Fox. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> it's 305, the Hell Trekkers. I have a question in the third episode of this, man. Like, yeah, we'll get to it. I don't know it. if something really happened or didn't. <laughs> so, uh, script robot John Wagner, Alan Grant is F. Martin Candor. Art robot Horatio Lalia, letting robot Tony Jacob. The trek is paused at the fort at Stinking Creek. A moment of blessed peace. We check in on Crustacea. Trek master Lucas Rudd's son, Rudd's son Bud is peeking on some girls bathing. That night, everyone's drinking hearty. Kid boys will be boys. Yeah, I guess. Like, way to raise an asshole, Red. Um, we wow. <laughs> That night, everyone's drinking hearty as Corky and April, two of the survivors from the Black Scab and the Ho Chi Minh Block co-op wagon, announce there that they're that they're getting married. They're like uh, fiancés. Yeah. Hey, why not? All of our, our loved ones just died, so why don't we just get hitched, I guess? Yeah, I feel like marriage has been built on worse. Um, Happy but accident. Yeah, but trail guide Quint is getting nervous and he shows Rudd why, because he says all these mutants here are new mutants and not the Marvel, not the Marvel kind of new mutants where they fight giant bears in Alaska. Um, <laughs> it's a new mutants joke. That's good. He's, uh, like he's it. found the bodies of the old ones and these new guys must have killed them all and replaced, and so these guys must have been killed and replaced by bandits. And oh it sure God. seems true when they're attacked by some of them and they gotta kill them. <laughs> I, I like this whole portion where they're like, okay, listen. Uh, we got to sneak um, around a little bit. Yeah. So Rudd goes through to all of the different uh, trucks where some people still are. Or if there's just kids, he sends them to his truck and he's like, all right, we got to lock all of these up. got to get the guns ready. And of course, uh, 
I'm forgetting the Conrad Y. Quint. And so Quint uh, just like goes down to the bar and he's like trying to be real subtle about things like, hey, you guys should get back to the trucks. And some of them are like, nah, man, we got guns. We're ready. And yeah. He's basically setting up for a bar fight. Like, There's all this, all this sneaking around and planning, and like we're gonna ambush these ambushers and wait till I say go, and then the goddamn nebs just start a fight <sighs> and all hell breaks loose. You know, racism doesn't solve problems; it just creates them, kind of thing. Yeah, total uh, massive gunfight, total bloodbath. Mutants and humans are killed. Um, it seems to be going okay, actually, though. Um, like. After, you know, the gunfight actually kind of settles down and a lot of the mutants have been killed. Um, pa Neb gets, is hit and is, and dies before he can give the secret of a fortune to his family. We see right. a couple close calls of like mutants trying to sneak into rad wagons and getting blown away in, in kind. Um, however, Quint, the guide, looks like he's taken a pretty bad hit and the Kelsey family has been wiped out. It's basically just a ma and pa left and they let themselves be murdered because they lost all their kids to various Rich. things, including like dinos and the black scab and stuff. Just damn, man, right? Yeah, we see them sitting in their chairs, their throats cut. Um, yeah, it's rough. Um, super bummer. Rudd has had enough. He fires up his rad wagon and heads out to settle the mutant's ash. Um, so here's my thing. Is Quint dead? Hold on. Well, so we, we, we see Rudd go kill crazy. He's blasting through all of the mutant housing things, running everybody down and stuff. He's got no pity and no remorse, as you do. When the dust settles, eight trekkers are dead and buried, because there's always time for funerals in this goddamn comic. It's really horrible. Um, one of the fiancés from the start of this week is now dead, too, so so much for that plan. Two more <laughs> kids are orphaned and just taken in by another wagon. And uh, Quint is not dead yet, but mm. he's he's currently, like, sleeping, and there's b- a big worry that, like, you know, he's had the bullet that was in him removed, but if it gets infected, that's it's going to kill him pretty quickly if that happens. Right. 20 kinds of diseases and all that. Yeah, well, that's because now they're crossing the fiery expanse of the Mississippi on on a uh, on <sighs> mighty rafts. This is a good. I like this because this have seen before. Yeah, this is a call out to the cursed earth when Dread made this same crossing. Um, and at that point, it was being all turned by aliens, and Tweak was one of the aliens that was like moving the uh, the ferries across. Mm. Um, and I love how there's you know they kind of flash back to the judges in this yeah. time frame. Like, damn. Yeah. Well, it's because you know they make it across here, and it's basically day seven of the trek, and it's I seem like I feel like it's the first day, or maybe no one died in the first day, but it's definitely the first day since that day that no one's died. Um, but Rudd is definitely counting up the cost. They've lost nine wagons and forty seven seven trekkers of their original 28 and 111 you know he's reflecting on if he was right when he told that judge at the start of the story that it's better to die in hell than live in mega city one at this point he's less sure about that (laughs) yeah it turns out like when you have to live the cost it's a very different that's right next time on hell trekkers tough you've had it easy so far I really, I just got to say, and I, I feel like it's going to happen because this whole comic just rips out my heartstrings, and it's why they end the entire comic book with it. I just don't understand because just a downer of a thing. I mean, you couldn't have it if in the Quinn middle of the comic, right? You, you, you couldn't have this and then go to the stainless steel rat being silly on, on Periasso Aki, right? Like, No, but it does definitely... it feels like this like tight closer for the entire thing mm-hmm. i i felt that for a while i know um 
It's a bit of a downer for like oh, yeah. pages of a of a thrilling comic, let's say. I mean, there's definitely a lot of action in it too, but it's more. It's definitely way more action of like a geez, I'm glad we survived. A lot of people didn't, you know, which yeah, is a exactly. different tone than a lot of these other comics take. You know, it's 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 a it's a far cry from Bill Savage just sort of somehow being able to take out <laughs> twenty dudes with machine guns with a double barrel shotgun. You know. Um, yeah, exactly. But I think it's an interesting uh, change. You know, it, 2080 def- doesn't always have to be like this, but it's okay that, that it does it every now and then, you know? Yeah. If Quint dies, I, I give up. Oh, you no. Know, everybody, everybody loses when I give up on Hell Trekkers because I really like Hell Trekkers. And if Quint dies, I start to not like Hell Trekkers because he seems just like such a nice dude. I hope he's a twist. I hope he's a twist character that just stabs everyone in the back like a backstabber. Oh, no. Speaking of Fox being about to be disappointed, it's Thrill 6 Rogue Trooper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to say that you're wrong. Uh, Scripter about Jerry Finley Day, art about Cam Kennedy, letter about Bill Nuttall. So, yes, we pick up a, you know, Rogue Trooper's back, buddy. All right. We pick up. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's it's fine. We pick up right where the last rogue uh, <laughs> left off with the GI returning to Millicom, being greeted by genies and the, sci- the scientists that created him and sort of going off. Um, his name is cleared, so Rogue's gear is taken and the chips go to be regened. Uh, the- Yeehaw. Though, yeah, I, there's a funny thing over there where the uh, each chip in sort of the piece of gear is put on like a skateboard and just sort of rolled away, like on those little like toaster droids in the first Star Wars, you know, in yes. Star Wars or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Um, the wheels of high command move slowly, though eventually Azure, a, a lady GI, calls Rogue up to high command. He's given his full pardon in six weeks R&R. Live it up. Sure, why not? Yeah. He spends a lot of that time be, uh, debriefing and eventually finds himself very uncomfortable with this stationary life aboard base. He just sort of spends all of his time wandering the halls, just finding a, a vague simulacrum of walking the land of New Earth. Yeah. So what does he do? Because he can't get any sleep. And uh, he steals just a helmet, a gun and a bag. Yeah, just and to sort of... on his floor like a PTSD guy. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, it's definitely one of those things where, like, someone who's been sleeping rough for a really, you know, for a really long time suddenly finds themselves in, like, a nice bed, and it's like, oh, this bed's, like, too soft for me to sleep on, you know? Like, yeah. uh, you know, it's very, like, a Tom Hanks in uh, Castaway kind of vibe here, oh, where he, like, yeah. sleeps on the floor and all that stuff, because, like, this bed is too much. Um, but it's cool because, or sorry, so we, we get some more sense of, of life aboard the station. Big thing is that, like, it's pretty peaceful, but they do have to occasionally do silent running drills. Um, just mm. because there's occasionally, like, uh, Nort ships that, that get too close and stuff. Um, it's like kind of a submarine vibe to the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely. Eventually, uh, the Milla the, the Fuzz, the, uh, the base cops catch up to him having stolen like that, all, all the gear to like re- recreate a sleeping situation. And they start pushing him around, but suddenly three familiar faces show up. It's time for a fucking fist fight, you know? Yeah, it's it's the chips, and they got their full bodies back, but they're still wearing their signature gear, so you know which one is which. <laughs> That's why, like, Helmet is still wearing a helmet, even though they're in here. Or, like, Gunner's still just got a carrying a gun around. Jesus Christ, buddy. That doesn't sure seem like it's not. military protocol. But, yeah, Barroom Brawl time. It's awesome. Ah, it's so great. It's Ballroom yeah. Blitz. GI in the back said, everyone attack. Turn into a Ballroom Blitz. Uh, Blue Room Blitz. 
Blue Ridge. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I'm high-fiving you for that one. Okay. Thank you. All right. Um, the troop, the, the troopers easily beat the crap out of all these Millifuzz guys as the genies watch. Why would you fight a rogue trooper? They're real. Like, they're definitely, they're as good as, like, five, you know, like, a rogue trooper isn't as good as an army, but they're definitely as good as, like, a squad or, like, a platoon, you know? Like, they yeah, can beat up saying. you and your buddies for sure. <laughs> Azure shows up and hits it off right away with Helm, and a week later, everybody's settled into a routine. The <sighs> rogue still hasn't found a place on the base. Um, because, and then everyone starts just digging into him for, uh, like, they're saying, like, oh, he's just, he doesn't like it because he's not in the field, and we're not just chips anymore. And it's like, what, fucking really? Like, yeah, really? And even the humans are like, what, do you think you're better than me, hero man? Um, but, you know, another week later, and the chips are starting to get new jobs. Gunner's going to be a prison executioner, which seems like a, whoa, that's a messed up job. <laughs> I feel like it, but he seems really into He's it. He's very stoked about it. Bagman's going to go com- do computer stuff, and Helm's got a different kind of job, namely that he's getting married to Azure. Whoa! Sure, why not? <laughs> Soon it's wedding time, but before Helm can say I do, there's a silent running drill, and as this takes place, Helm starts to dissolve! No! What's going on? I guess maybe we'll find out uh, later. Almost certainly. Next time in sickness and in health. It's all right. Yeah. Fine. Good. Just setting things up. You know, we're starting season two of Rogue Trooper here. Just got to get a way to get things back to the status quo and figure out how we're going to sort of adventure from here going forward, you know? I mean, I, I like that they got regened, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool if they have bodies for at least a little bit, definitely. Um, it's a good payoff. Yeah. Even and if it's, I guess, obviously going mean, to be limited. Yeah, I mean, you kind of know if they're bringing back Rogue Trooper, they probably aren't going to bring him back long term with four people as opposed to one guy with uh, with <sighs> gear, really you know? Is so bad? Because then there's just four people beating up even, like, bigger scenes of violence. You'd think so, but no. Um, and speaking of alternate versions of the same body, Fox, it's Thrill 7 Future Shocks. It's that one Future Shock. Just one. Uh, the story's called Bad Maxwell. Script robot Peter Milligan. Art robot Brendan McCarthy as Jay Roberts. Lighting robot Richard Starkings. So, sure, why not? Yeah, it's the future. Teleportation's all the rage, but people can just sort of pop into your house if you even if you don't want them to, which seems like a real design flaw. Uh, Maxwell Willis has adapted his teleporter to key off his fingerprints, so only he can use it. But when he tries to, instead of uh, taking him to another place, it takes him to a whole other world or something. He thinks oh it takes him God. into the future where there's been a nuclear winter, atomic war, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's tough. He's there's in a base. They speak his language, you know. Yeah, there's definitely speaking English. Um, he's in a thing full of survivors that come under attack by crazy waste mutants. Brent McCarthy really having fun drawing these mutants to be real ugly. Real good. Yeah, the survivors beg Maxwell to take them with him through his magic door to safety and offer him a whole bunch of gold they got lying around to do so. Yeah. Maxwell takes all the gold and heads back to the teleporter door, which the survivors can't use because it's keyed to his fingerprints. Um, he's got, Ooh. yeah, he's got money to spare when suddenly he realizes that, oh, maybe I was, that wasn't the future, it was an alternate reality. And if so, huh, I wonder if there's an alternate me. And he should really start wondering that as the double from that world as a mutant, uh, suddenly rematerializes through the teleporter and it's probably going to kill him. 
I guess it's a good thing that that mutant had the same fingerprints. There's an infinite number of realities full of mutant yous that want to kill you. Bam, bam, bam. It's <laughs> <laughs> that the mirror universe yeah but like you know like non-goateed conrad who's like actually a good person like that guy doesn't want to kill me in the way that mutant conrad would you know what i mean that's fair i would kill mutant fox not me i'd hang out with me you know yeah well no i mean like okay there are some mutant foxes out there that i'd probably get along with like we'd be good buddies just on the things that we like because we probably we wouldn't hate the same things, but we would like a lot of the same things. There's mm-hmm. ones out there that would hate me, and I'd want them pretty much gone. Not me. If there's one thing I know, it's that uh, all Conrads like all other Conrads. We got solidarity across realities. We made a pact. Really? Yeah. Man, fucking, that's great. I don't. I'm yeah. With at least four or five dimensions. That's super fair. Listen, you know, not everybody can have this kind of uh, transdimensional solidarity. Anyhow, Fox, with that, we finished oh, the comics for this January 1985. Oh, man, we just dived Oof. into 85, and it feels so alive. Progs 399 to 402. One question remains, Fox, which is what were your top and bottom thrills? Oof. I mean, you know what's really lucky about all of this is that there's not a there's not a whole ton of these that have have full issues, you know. So, uh, you know, I, I I'm gonna take the easy out here because <laughs> it's really just for me. As much as dread was horribly uh, gruesome, it really doesn't as for me hold a candle to like Nemesis or mm. um, uh, Stainless Steel Rat, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's, it's, and, and that's not a bad thing. Mind you, Dread was doing the fucking yeoman's work of, of keeping shit together in the middle. Yeah. As um, always. But as, I'm, as ever. I'm going to firmly say. Yeah. Uh, stainless steel rat for president, man. It was great. It was funny. Nice. I loved it. I loved everything about it. I love, I love Jim. Slipper Jim, man. Like, like the whole thing. I love his inner, uh, his, his playoff with his wife, uh, Angelina. I love his kids. I love what he's about to do. I love how he's doing it. I love how <laughs> things are kind of like just coming together. Um, yeah. Each each prog kind of has stakes um, that get sort of solved or at least resolved in like one or two progs. It it doesn't feel like it's wasting my time and it wants me to have fun while I'm reading it. Mm. Um, which man, if any, if something can be thrilling, it's like lots of action, some yucks, maybe. Uh, just like other things like going mm-hmm. on. It's great. And, you know, Carlos Escara is doing what he does best, which is draw beautiful things. I, I can't help it. Like, I like a one artist kind of story, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, yeah. you really get to kind of explore certain things. But it's been really fabulous. Uh, for bottom, I'm not going to pick the two Prager stuff. I know we had like. Uh, you know, Ace Trucking just ended. Um, Rogue Trooper just started. Rogue Trooper uh, did not super enthrall me outside of the fact that uh, the chips got regened. I was like, oh, cool, that's going to be a thing. And then almost immediately, that's just <laughs> yeah. taken away from me. That's fair, which yeah. Is, it was just kind of a bummer for me because like, I was I was hoping for something a little bit more. Mm. Um, but, you know, just, just by, you know, uh, process of elimination, I, this time I'm actually going to say Hell Trekkers. Um, and not because it was even bad. Um, in fact, like a lot of it was ridiculously good, but when you're stacking it against everybody else who's kind of bringing, um, so much better content, I don't, not even content, like Hell Trekkers builds the world of like Mega City to me and, and like that, that version of the earth. Um, mm-hmm. 
I preferred so many other things, I should say. So yeah. Hell Truckers at the bottom, but with a little with a little asterisk because I couldn't put other things there, <laughs> and, and I didn't want to because I want to see how they play out. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fair, so Conrad. I I said a bunch of words about things and extrapolated about stuff, but you know what I really want to know? It's not about what I know because I already know it. Mm. I want to know what you know, man. I want to know what you think. Tell me, what were your top and bots? Oh, uh, man. Um, so I'm going to agree with you on bottom, man. I uh, I think Hell Trekkers is not like, man, it's just sad, man. I don't like the feelings that <laughs> Hell Trekkers makes me feel, you know? That's of fair. just Like, I mean, again, I, th- I think Only we talked about this. Sad. Uh, yeah, like it's very, like, well, like, and because especially, like, in this one, sad we actually... Thrilling. Well, and we had this moment at the start of the Hell Trekkers where it was peaceful and like things were nice and happy and stuff like that. Mm. And then immediately just goes into <laughs> murder and funerals and like a lot of people that we know dying and just people giving themselves up in real sad ways and stuff like that. Um, Is it the most funerals per thrill that we've ever seen? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I uh, there. I don't think that there, there's been a lot of funerals. It must be because I feel like the only funeral, other funerals I can think of in 2000 AD had, is that I think Dreads had like two fake funerals so far. Definitely one <laughs> um, for the Beauty the Pig storyline. So oh my God. otherwise, it just hasn't been a lot of funerals. Um, so this is definitely like there's just so many of them, and it's just like <laughs> just the. St- constant grinding death toll of hell trekkers really grates on me like i don't know like you know it's just yeah it's just sad and it's definitely a, a testament to um wagner and grant being able to sort of like you know tap into these feelings of pathos to just sort of make me feel bad about it but on the other hand like hey like stop doing that guys like i it's okay once in a while but get out of here um i kind of agree because that's not thrilling <laughs> yeah right like that's just sad I mean, you know, it's it sort of, it is good to have stakes, but yeah, it sort of is up and down. For my top, I'm going to say, yeah, for the top, I'm going to say Nemesis the Warlock, buddy. Uh, Fuck we yeah. had these great reunions of the ABC Warriors. I really, you know, it's a, it's like a small part, but the double parts of the recruiting of Black Blood and then um, the double of the recruiting of Joe Pineapples, and then Nemesis revealing that he's Deadlock. Oh, like that, yeah, that prog and a half of story are all so cool, man. Like just um, Joe Pineapples n- talking now and having this crazy like cop on the edge moment where like he's he's going to kill this dude as like a lady like pleads with him for his life and stuff is real badass. Um, and I. I thought it was really funny just uh, J- uh black blood being this crime boss gets replaced by this uh ditzy exotic dancer droid or whatever which is right. pretty cool and she immediately be- is clear it's pretty clear that she actually is a crime boss in her own right or has the talent to be one just as he leaves mm. and then just badass nemesis saying yeah deadlock the coolest of the robots that's me buddy <laughs> like i'm the so, crazy robot guy it's you know. so good and just whenever he does that, like, I am the warlock, I am chaos, I am the holder of the sword sinister. All that stuff. I love that stuff. Beautiful. Real good. Yeah. I agree on that, man. Like, really great. 
Yeah, it's all, but this is all good stuff. It's shooting fish in a barrel. That's so good. Real awesome. Yeah, and I hope everybody enjoyed the show. As always, you can find Space Spinner 2000 on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Store, our podcast site, spacespinner2000.com. Feel free to contact us at spacespinner2000 at gmail.com on the 2080 forums or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages on Twitter at spacespinner2k. Everything else, Space Spinner 2000. That's us, man. And Wait, then, why not? Check us out. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit that bell or whatever. Yeah, like I'll t- say. absolutely. I'll take your uh, your iTunes comments or uh, five-star ratings, always. Um, <laughs> and then come back next time as Dread continues fighting Zombie Dread. We learn the fate of Thoth. The Hell Trek rolls on. Rogue heads out on a new mission. And Halo Jones returns. <gasps> Yes. yes. Tell me it's like at least three issues. Uh, it's 11 issues. Oh, oh I meant uh, how many do we get? Oh, uh, one, I believe. Oh, no, she comes. Yeah, she comes. Wait, no, maybe two. I forget because there's a there's a prologue and then the actual story. And so I, I, I forget if we get the prologue in the, in the next one is two. <laughs> Should be good one way or another. Dat Halo Jones, son. Yeah. Anyhow, until then, I'm Conrad, he's Fox, and we are Space Spinner 2000, Splendid Earth Ring! Ring.